Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name is Moshe. I'm Natasha. And we're married. And we're doing a podcast together after all these years. I had a first today right before our podcast. We were trying to get ready. We're in the woods. And my child, um, I got her pee dripped all over my head. Okay. Do you want to hear what happened? <laughs> yes. Moshe's setting up in here. I'm my kid has like a little porta potty on the second floor. A chamber pot, a if chamber you will. Chamber pot in the A frame, but it has a top. She went just to go so you understand the A frame, the 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 bedroom is upstairs and it's just it's not really a floor so much as like tightly laid slats of wood. Right. So she she pees with the seat down. So the pee starts exploding all over. And then Natasha I just, comes downstairs screaming at me for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, Moshe, Moshe. And, he, and I like run into the bathroom and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like standing there looking this way, looking that way. And I'm like, oh, my God, why is it like raining? And then it was like her pee was dripping down. She had run from the slats all the way down to scream at me and stood directly underneath the dribble <laughs> of urine. That was droppling onto her head. It was a, I would say, a great moment. But I have used a composting toilet and taken an outdoor shower since. So you I took feel an indoor better. shower. You took an indoor shower this afternoon. Of our, t- you know what? Urine therapy is a real thing that people who are don't believe in science do. <sighs> you know about that? No. And they believe that urine pee pee has medicinal properties. That some of them drink it. They put it on their skin. And I'm sure that our toddler's urine has even more. It's got that youthful exuberance pee. To be honest, I love her so much I didn't really care. But it was a, I felt like I'm now really a parent. It was definitely a, <laughs> a, a, a low moment. Actually, and Oh, wait, but I forgot to say the worst part. There was also... The worst part is when you turned your head up and started drinking. No, there was a vacuum going. And then over that, a 10-year-old singing Alicia Keys' New York. <laughs> but she was screaming it over the vacuum. To be honest, while I was getting peed wait, on, and then I just screamed. Can I just say that to to we're here in the Mendocino woods, and to be honest, the experience of industrial noise <laughs> while Alicia Keys' New York plays, and you get urine no, dripped Alicia, dripped on your forehead from a from a, a story above you, is a very New York experience. No, but you're missing like a good detail, which is that it's not Alicia Keys singing. It is a 10-year-old who's screaming like off-key, This girl, New York, concrete jungle! All I'm saying is it sounds like a very New York experience that you had all the way up here in the woods. <sighs> all right. Well, speaking of New York, our guests today both live in New York. Uh, New York legends, even, one might say. Uh, we are so excited to have them on. I would say a towering figure. A tower? Oh, they both are towering figures. Well, actually, one is literally towering. I think one of them <laughs> is about six foot six. Uh, and the other one, a towering figure in the world of fashion. <laughs> uh, please, we are so excited to have... Give them a warm pandemic welcome. They don't really need an introduction. I know. Well... This is exciting for us. We have Mark Jacobs and Char De Francesco on the line. Okay. Wait, why don't you do the intros for everybody? Okay, so Mark, you haven't met Moshe, so I guess this Hi, is. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Actually, you know what? I have kind of met you. Oh, really? You, although, though you may not know, I did punch up on the film Zoolander Two. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> One of uh, my shot. one of my greatest roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, that was a treat. <laughs> I mean, that was like every single person ever, especially the scene that you were in was like every person in fashion ever, every celebrity cameo ever. I met Justin Bieber. Remember we took a walk through the Caracalla Baths with little Justin Bieber? Yeah, it was definitely uh, a lot of people. Well, it was like what? Like, I don't know. It was like 102 degrees in that like that film, that uh, place in Rome where we did the filming. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the, the 
Chinatera, the the legendary that, film it, it, studio. Yeah, 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 exactly. I want to go to Rome. Were you there when Kiefer Sutherland screamed at the entire crew? I feel like everyone was there. <laughs> no, I missed that. <laughs> I missed. He that. was. He was a trip. He had um, a quarter pounder with cheese flown into him on set. He like <laughs> sent a Roman orderly into town to go pick him up a quarter pounder with no cheese. Well, we 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 uh, I was uh, hanging out in Kate Moss's trailer, and she was calling in a case of wine and an eight ball of coke, and <laughs> <laughs> and we had trouble getting out of the trailer, and she uh, didn't actually make the. Uh, I mean, she ended up on the cutting room floor, um, but. So I. No. She also ended up on the trailer floor. Yeah, uh, but she she just couldn't get it together by the time it came to film her. But that's great. Well, you know what? Those now now we can now we get to vape and Moshe gets yeah. to suck on his toothpicks. Look at Moshe's. Oh wait, so hold on. Let me just finish. So this is Char. Hi, this Char. Is Mark's husband. Done. How you doing? I heard a rumor you used to live next to Too Short. No, no, E forty. Oh, E40. <laughs> Real royalty. Yeah. Yeah, I always get really nostalgic every time I listen to you. Like, I don't know. You guys were talking about Petaluma, and I was like, oh, Polly Class. Or like. <laughs> that's what you get nostalgic for is Polly Class? Yeah. Well, just like anything that's like, you know, related to like, you know, my life, my time in the Bay Area. You always Char's from the up. streets. Yeah. Oh, you're from the streets. Oh, that's great. He is so not from the streets. <laughs> you look like you're from the garage right now. I like this, uh, uh, this yeah. mechanic His look. Much look. His superpower powers are cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys look cool vaping. Look what Moshe just got. This is so pathetic. These are like flavored toothpicks, and so now he's like. He's like got these nicotine toothpicks, and now he just got them today. And the whole car that we're that we're recording in smells like this butterscotch, like chemical. <laughs> I've had my car smell like worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are like fashion people. Like, don't you care about the va does the vape device ever bother you? Don't you wish there was like a a slicker, cooler? Yeah. We found That's some chic models. Look, <laughs> pretty nice. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Addiction is addiction. <laughs> Wait, so, all right, so n now can we get on to Moshe's look? Oh, yeah, okay. okay look, our, our, listen, our, listeners, <laughs> our, our listeners have been roasting me a lot, because, you know, we all got a little woolier during the pandemic, you know, because nobody can go get haircuts and stuff. So, like, yeah, I got, like, a little, little this going a on pigtail and yeah i got a pigtail and i got a little mustache and i feel like i look kind of like sexy you know surf woodsman and but other people have other feelings no i, I can see that i don't think make the woodsman <laughs> look i'm uh, in the woods oh yeah, yeah the i by the way this camo i saw there down here in the tower and in mendocino this man pulled me aside this like 65 year old and was like come here Where'd you get that shirt from? And this is like from a company called Rogue Territory. That's like my favorite, like L.A. like workman gear type of like hipster bullshit. And he's like, "I, w that's the camo print that I wore in Vietnam." It's like, oh well. I mean, that's anyway, this is a... in itself. No. <laughs> um, any other comments? What do you guys think? Is he pulling off the gold chain over his shirt? I'm always into a gold chain over a shirt. Yes. Put, put your mic down. Would you have a charm on there or something, or is it just a chain with a bullet? Oh, this is this is a, yeah. It's a bullet. I'm from the I'm from the streets as well. E40 gave me this. No, this is um a, a little um uh, it's a Jewish ta like talisman, a mezuzah. Oh, you it's a mezuzah, but it's got a little piece of our wedding glass in it. So oh, nice. anytime anytime I flirt with a woman, it starts to glow white hot on my skin, and I'm reminded <laughs> to go home. <laughs> Um, so in the streets or up in the woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The streets of, of Mendocino. Well, I really wanted to have you guys on one because I just love talking to you. And we had a really glamorous dinner in New York. And those days are over for now. Um, but uh, hopefully they'll return. And this is, I guess, how we're going to hang out now. But uh, I really wanted you guys to, like, 
yeah, like ask you too, because we have so many young people listening to the podcast and you guys always seem like you're on an adventure and having so much fun. And like, I don't know if you had any tips, like anything you've <laughs> learned or anything that's like been good this pandemic that you've figured out like because you guys are on like a you're kind of you just got married and then this pandemic happened yeah don't you guys wish you came to the wedding now i know i was just i just told moshe i was reading andre leon talley's book and he was saying it was like the best party he'd been to in like a decade and it was reminding him of the old studio 54 days and then moshe got really mad at me that we didn't come <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why we didn't come i think it was think ba- it must have been baby related i think that yeah I think you were working like right around then and you had a you you had a date booked or something. Yeah. Oh, should have canceled the gig. Studio 54. It was really fun. Yeah, it was really it was great. What do you guys do? Was it catered by Chipotle? (laughs) (laughs) No, but they did offer. (laughs) Wait, so explain if if people don't know you guys, you guys got he uh, Mark proposed. Yeah, take us through your proposal. (laughs) All right. So it was my birthday and we go to Chipotle every year for my birthday. It's what I want. (laughs) You really are from the streets, dude. (laughs) We go to fancy dinners all the time. And this year he was like, don't you want to go somewhere nicer for your birthday? I'm like, no, I want my I want Chipotle. It's my birthday. He's like, you sure you don't want to go anywhere nicer? I'm like, no, I want Chipotle. And so we went to Chipotle and then all of a sudden there was a big flash mob. And I was like, oh, my God, Major, he got me a flash mob for my birthday. This is crazy. <laughs> and then I like turned around, it was over. And then there's like all these cameras all over. And then he was on his D and he proposed to me at Chipotle with a flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> and then we Did raised you... Chipotle stock. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we to like cater the wedding and everything. Mark's like, well, they, no, say, <laughs> they say nothing offsets E. coli like love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um but, no, we um we didn't have Chipotle in the end for the <laughs> Wait, so Mark, your idea was to do this at like the lobster club or somewhere amazing. Yeah. And he ca- he said Chipotle Right, and he said Chipotle. Yeah, he said Chipotle and like you know, like. he likes what he likes and you know, I figured actually if, if I had changed it up or insisted, he might have become suspicious about what was going on because it, it was like, you know, annually every year on his birthday that we went to Chipotle. So if I'd really pushed it, he would have been like kind of something's up, something's up. I bet the grill was bummed not to have a flash mob. Well, we gave him the wedding <laughs> instead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who DJed the wedding? Oh, we had so many different DJs. We had um, DJ Fat Tony from London. We had Tremaine and his oh, yeah. group from LA. We had like a bunch of different DJs. Um, Steve Mackey. Like, we, had, we had two rooms with two different DJs. Oh, my God. We really should have gone. Just a quiet thousand person wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was on, I was probably on, a, on a, my sitcom was canceled. And, you know, I could have just said, fuck you. I'm going to New York for the weekend. You definitely should have. I have a question for you We had little Kim. Yeah, we had supermodels. I mean, everybody. It was a the most incredible, like, mishmash of people you've ever seen. Motley crew of people. Wait, Char, I can only see Mark half of Mark's face. How can I make it so I can see all? Oh, I'm not looking at the camera. This is sorry. Oh, (laughs) I I have a question for you guys. Um, you're both fashion types. What is your advice for people? What like who want to look better what's the what's the baseline how do you how do you look good is it uh, natasha and i were talking like uh, what was your f- friend Leibowitz? oh because i was watching the friend Leibowitz oh, documentary so good. she's so good it's so good but she was like someone asked her you know how can someone acquire a sense of humor and she was like the same way you can acquire height yeah. and i loved that and i was thinking like is it the same with style you know, obviously fashion is a way to get you there. But what do you guys think? I don't know. I think it's important to like stay in your budget. Like there's really cool things at every price. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean, if all you can afford is a pair of Chuck Taylors, like rock those Chuck Taylors because they're, you know, they're timeless. Right. I think so. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, I agree with everything Fran Leibowitz ever said. <laughs> <laughs> However, however, and I won't give advice because like that's just a bad word for me, but but in my experience, if you if you 
feel good. If you're into it, like you're going to look good. Like that doesn't mean everybody's going to like how you look. I mean, you'll never please everyone unless you're like, what is it? The expression? You can't please everyone unless you're a can of Nutella or a bottle of Nutella. (laughs) (laughs) But if you really, if you really like, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like I, I do what I want and I look the way I look. And, you know, some people think it's great and some people think I suck and all that kind of shit. But, you know, if I feel good about myself, then I think everything is cool. And um, that, I wouldn't say that's my advice, but that's, that's what I would suggest is feel good first and then all the rest falls into place. Well, that kind of makes me... I think that also, you know, what you're saying is so true, especially in the pandemic. I feel so much better when I take a shower and like actually put on something. Uh, But I never, you know, I I am like wearing the same pajamas for four days. Like, do you guys like make a concerted effort to not just sit around in your boxers (laughs) like the rest of us? I mean, I'm kind of a sweats person every day anyway. But Mark will get dressed up to Zoom or I get fully dressed fully dressed and accessorized every day. I just feel depressed. <laughs> I, I just feel depressed if I sit around in like, you know, my sweats or like pajama type thing. You know, I, I, I need to have, so, I mean, I need to make my bed every day and I need to get fully dressed. Otherwise I just feel like, I don't know, like I'm in an asylum. That's exactly how I feel. So I must need to be needing to get dressed because I do start to feel like I'm like, I'm not a depressed person. I'm not depressed. I'm not. But I just feel like the sedentary nature of my life now, I'm just not used to it. And it's like doing something to me mentally. Well, I I think it's self-care. I mean, getting dressed, looking good. I think that's it's I mean, to me, there's no argument. It's self-care. And by taking care of yourself first, you can show up for others and you can do other things. So I know that I give myself the time I need in the morning to shower and trim my beard. And, you know, put I put on cologne every day, even if I'm not leaving the house, which these days I'm rarely leaving the house. But I, I have to get fully dressed and groomed. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm in the loony bin. And Char, you're in a corner and with a fleece blanket wrapped around you <laughs> for weeks at a time? No, I mean, I, I, I have like different, I mean, but that's all I ever really wore was like sweatpants, sweatshorts and like t-shirts and stuff. And sometimes I put on all my jewelry just to like go into the kitchen or whatever. Like, I don't know. He's got a diamond grill on today. I mean, you know, it's not like he, <laughs> if he was in box- You don't look like a scrub. If, you know, even if you were in boxers, he's still dripping in Ben Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a trip that the pandemic hit right as as leisure wear became sl- sort of slowly became more couture-ish. And like it was almost like the universe was ready for people to stop going out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All the major fashion houses and stuff are all doing like, you know, loungewear athleisure or athleisure. street streetwear yeah yoga pants are like the most <laughs> popular thing in the world but- i heard that jeans i heard denim is having a bad time right now because <laughs> nobody's wearing jeans anymore because everybody's inside really did you i mean i wouldn't doubt it i really but- did read that yeah yeah i believe it but um but um you know it all comes you know this pandemic i think with between the internet and like I don't know, everything in fashion and music and art, I think, you know, it's just accelerated what was inevitable. I mean, people, you know, when I, when I was growing up in New York City, my grandmother, I, I wasn't allowed to go out to dinner or to a th- the theater, you know, to Broadway or whatever, without wearing a blazer. Like, we had to get dressed. There was no way you were going to wear sneakers to a nice restaurant or you are going to wear jogging pants to a nice restaurant. And I think, you know, over the years, like, it's almost the reverse. If you see somebody dressed up at the theater, you're like foreigner. You know what I mean? Like, it's- <laughs> so, so, so I think, I think this pandemic has just accelerated all the writing that's been on the wall for years. It's just, I don't know what's going to happen once it's over, but it'll never be the same. Elastic waste will rule. <laughs> <laughs> I've had these pants on. They don't even look good on me, but like I've just been wearing them now for four days and uh, (laughs) I, you know, and I'm just kind of like, this is as good as it'll get for us in the woods. Maybe we should start doing that. Maybe we should start taking your example and every morning getting just fully dressed up like we're going out, like we're going to go perform. My thing is like, I, 
I get dressed up when I'm going to be on stage, and then when I'm at home, I kind of don't care. And I've been at home for a year, so now it's like, and what I bought, am I doing? I've tried to buy Moshe like some cashmere shorts, things that he could wear around the house that I would still like find attractive. But he'll just wear these like nylon Nike like wrestling shorts, and so okay, it's really stretch. <laughs> They're like kind of like luminescent. They say like dreefy on them. Like it's dry fit. Dry yeah. fit. <laughs> they're workout. They're work. They're, they're work. I don't know why she went to the French pronunciation. Or I always. I think I just make fun of you. Like I'm just. You know. Like if they were designer, but they just are so. I. I just feel like you got to find that middle ground because you know this might be a while. Well, Wait, did you call these? Are very hot. Like yes, thank you. you. Have really little balls to wear them because you get really sweaty in cashmere shorts. It has to be really cold out. Well, the, the more she roasts me about my workout shorts, the smaller they get. So then she's maybe hoping I can transfer them. <laughs> um, all right. Well, maybe we should, like, take a call. And I know, I know you don't want to say advice, but we can say, you know, just, just hear these little people's perspectives. <laughs> I, I like giving advice. Well, uh, let's do it then. Let's take a call. Our first caller. Are up. you guys? Are you guys ready? Are you cool if we, oh, we take ready. a call? We'll talk to them. We'll be able to see them. Okay. Oh. Great. Our first caller up is Freddie in Rosemead, California. Hi, Freddie. Hold on. Let's connect him. There he is. Oh, hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, Freddie. Hi, Freddie. Hi guys. We're here with uh, Mark Jacobs and his husband Char De Francesco and uh, my husband Moshe. We've we've decided looks good, uh, but needs to dress up a little bit more. I've heard I've heard I've heard of you guys for sure. Great, great. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, Freddie? What's going on? Good. Um, everything's chill. Uh, just kind of uh, having those uh, arguments with my better half uh, that come with like the whole quarantine. It's just like you know you get stir crazy. So I've been arguing with him more than lately, um, like more than usual lately. And it's been about the same thing that I keep uh, kind of insulting him whenever we argue or like, that's like my, <laughs> that's my way of arguing. It's like finding something to like insult. And I'm just like wondering if you guys have advice on how to express myself without going for something that's like belittling or, you know, <laughs> rude. Is he doing like to instigate the these insults? I mean, no. <laughs> it's like to be fair, honestly, no. I don't think either of us instigate it. It's just that like my default like is always to deflect and insult and like you know not um, actually communicate it. If that makes sense. Mm. I mean, the fact that you know how your mind works and what you're doing that seems like you're halfway there. Yeah. yeah. And and can you give us an example of something that you said to him? Yeah, or something you would say to one of us if you were fighting with <laughs> us, like something. I honestly, I thought about that going into this call. I thought like Moshe, Moshe would have to like. I, I thought like Moshe's probably going to ask like insult me, but I just can't think of anything other than like, um, Moshe. Um, You're basic. Yeah. Hey, hey, wait a minute, Mark. Where, where did this come from? That felt like right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> yeah, de definitely that. Thank you. Um, and more something along the lines of like, um, maybe try to get your own style without having your wife kind of. Okay, all right, all right. I don't like this game at all. So, so, okay, yeah. so in my experience, in my experience, I mean, and this is easier said than done. I just like to say, um, take a deep breath, pause, restraint of tongue and pen has saved my ass many, many times. I mean, the problem is I usually just go with it. Like I just, you know, in the moment, I just let it rip whatever comes to mind. And, you know, it may really not have anything to do with how angry I am at the person it's directed at. So like when you find yourself in a situation or if you find yourself in a situation where you can, just sort of take a deep breath before you say anything. Yeah. And maybe that way you won't. But Call why, him basic. But why is he getting mad to begin with? Are you are you guys spending too much time together, or is it like? Actually, I think it might be the opposite. Um, because of, like COVID, yeah, we don't get to see each other too much because um, he lives like with roommates and I live with roommates, and it's like just the stress of like a potential COVID scare just doesn't mesh well. Um, but that's like not like the the main point. It's mostly like he says something, then I'm like. Like, uh, just like the reason, like a recent example, uh, to put this into context, um, 
he invited me into like this app uh, that's like exclusive and like you have to have an invite to get in. And what app? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Clubhouse. Is it the Chipotle chat app? Yes, very much. Yeah. It's like it's like Chipotle uh, customer service and it's insane to get yeah. in. Um, Clubhouse, but, I've heard about this. It's like social media, but it's all voice recordings. Is that what it is? 100%. Kind of? It's all just like voice. It's it's like live people talking live, like what we're doing now, but like without actual video or whatever. And it like started out as like music industry professionals, which he is, and I'm not. But then it's now starting to like branch out to just like professionals, quote unquote, you know, like um, self-starters and all that stuff. So he got me on. I was like playing around with it being dumb. And then he said... Um, don't harass people on there. Um, like it'll make me look bad because like your profile says that I invited you. So then I said um, something along the lines of like, honestly, this thing looks like it's losing its exclusivity, and I don't even know like what you're trying to get out of this app. But like 90% of these people aren't real. Like I just started going, and he's like, and like I get it. It was rude because he was like, um, don't like belittle my hustle or like don't come for like you know. I have to network in my industry and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, I was annoyed. And like, when I get annoyed, I just go straight for like, well, like, you know, like try to like attack an insult. And it's like a, a pattern that I have with my friends. And like, I think it all comes from like cyberbullying, but like in real life. You mean uh -huh. cyberbullied? What's that? As in you've been cyberbullied? As in I've been the cyberbully before and like, that's just like how my friends and everyone communicates, you know, it's just like being quote unquote shady. But I guess like when it's like with a partner, when it's like with my boyfriend, it's like, it's not cool. <laughs> so it's like, I, like, like Mark said, uh, how do I, I mean, I, I should probably like take a breath, but that breath is still like my thought process is always like, well, what can I say to like make it seem dumb or something? I, I have a question, Freddie. What do you, what do you do for work? I um, am in between uh, career changes. I used to work. Okay. In, I used to work in like uh, retail fashion, but then I figured that that wasn't sustainable. No offense. Um, with like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely isn't now. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. And I was so, like, so I so I'm thinking. I have two thoughts. One is exactly what Mark said, which is like finding some pause, you know. But like, I I also really relate to you, Freddie, which is like. I have patterns of communication that I know are my patterns of communication. And I know that this is the place that I always fuck up and I always go. And yet I find myself unable to stop myself from doing it. And like knowing that pattern and being aware of it, like what I do with Natasha sometimes is like, <clears throat> we have like, I'll say, I'll give her a code word, which is meant for like, you're doing that thing right now, asshole, so that I can realize <laughs> I'm in the pattern. So, I, yeah. you know, I'm doing the thing that I always do, right? And that can help because it'll take me out of my reactive my reactive mind and into my like, oh, the I'm... The code word is is the sign language for asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign language <laughs> for asshole. That's right. I love that. Um, but the other thing, the reason I was asking what you were doing is because you like mentioned already what your boyfriend does. And then you also mentioned like... Uh, uh, him saying don't knock my hustle and you it's i'm wondering if okay so you've got this pattern of communication but why do you feel the need to take him down is there maybe some feeling of like inadequacy kind of like he's the baller guy he's the one inviting you to the app he's the music industry professional and you're kind of still looking for what you're going to end up doing and maybe it's easy for you to go like to, to roast him because you're feeling like maybe there's a power imbalance. And to me, if that was, if that's the case, if that's ringing true, finding a way to get rid of some of that insecurity will probably make the road to you not needing to lash out at him a lot shorter and a lot easier, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll be sending your, your uh, therapist bill for sure. <laughs> like it was such a deep cut. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm studying right now to like take the LSAT and like pursue law and like that's a whole thing. So like it, maybe it is the stress of like me not being there yet and him being like in the industry already and knowing who he wants to be. Um, and it's just so easy for me to be like try to find some way to like make that knock that down to my level. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, be easy on yourself. Try to be easy on him. And no one wants to be trolled like that. <laughs> right? No one wants to be cyber bullied by their yeah. lover. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just like I grew up in that era, you know? It's like everything was online. <laughs> you know, that like Gossip Girl, like um, watching like 
during high school. It was just like the way that like my thought process goes when it goes to arguments. And it's like with everyone too. Well, Mark, Char, how do you guys deal with that? Those kind of like ingrained patterns of communication that you have a hard time detaching from? Well, A, we have a therapist who we've seen pretty much since we started dating. A couple like, of therapists. A couple of therapists. And it, she's changed everything. I mean, it's basically like a translator. You know what I mean? And when conflicts do arise, we, you know, we arise them with her. We bring them up with her. Do you yeah. guys like, do, do you stop, do you not bring something up with each other and be like, I'm going to save it? Because like Motion and I were thinking oh, yeah. about yeah, <laughs> going yeah. to therapy. Like, let's wait till Wednesday. Let's not discuss yeah. this till next Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is going down. <laughs> And then I'll go on a little earlier to kind of brief her. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fucked up. You walk in your couple's therapist and your your partner's already in there. You're like, wait a minute. What the fuck's been well, going well, on since, in here? Since it's been online, I, I tend to be much right. more punctual than Charlie does. So I know, like, I'm right, like, there at, like, 258 and she's ready at three and he's not going to come on till 315 so i'm like oh good i can tell her my version of the whole thing before he comes on you're like speed speed talking to the therapist like another thing this motherfucker did but yeah we i think and i've also i've been through i mean i have i see my psychiatrist or zoom with my psychiatrist twice a week and i you know i have a lot of therapy i've grown up in therapy and it doesn't mean that I don't do the wrong thing. I mean, very often, like, again, I, I don't have the ability to, you know, of restraint. And um, so I, but I can catch it a little bit sooner to just after I did it. So then I can amend my behavior a lot faster. Like it's happened with Charlie yeah. where I've done something that I just knew the second I said it, like, that was so not a cool thing to do. So then I go to him immediately say, I'm so sorry for how uncomfortable, you know, that was, it was my fault. I did it. I realized it. Unfortunately, I realized it after I said it, you know? And sometimes before he says something, I have to, I have to do that thing. What does it halt? No, that's hungry, angry. Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like before I lash out or before I do anything, like make a, you know, a move or say anything, I have to ask myself, is it him that's bothering me? Or am I just like hungry, angry, lonely, oh, yeah. tired? Oh, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, that reminds me of, um, Mark, what you were saying. There's a story that I heard in a 12-step meeting once upon a time that they were, the guy was talking about, it was lying, Freddie. In this case, it was lying. But it, it kind of can be applied to any behavior that you're like feeling like you're not fully in control of. When you become aware of it and you become conscious of it, then you start and you start working on it and trying to work through it, maybe through therapy or maybe through just, you know, uh, doing your own inventory of yourself. His process, it was funny. He, was, he said that he would, at first he would just lie. And then he started working on it and he would lie. And two days later, he would go back to the person and say, I lied. Sorry about that. <laughs> and then he would keep working on it and then he would lie and immediately go, that was a lie. I just lied. I'm sorry about that. And then he got to the point where he would be about to lie and say, oh, I'm, OK, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell the truth. And that's like the, the process. Sometimes it takes a long time to decouple yourself from patterns of that of communication, especially when they're like your go your defense ones. Right. Yeah. That was a great story. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not mine, unfortunately. No, I do the same thing Mark does. Like where I'm just like, I mean, I I'd say I blame it on my period though a lot of the time. So. <laughs> Must be nice, Natasha. <laughs> Can't relate. But it is it. Yes, I just lash out and I can't help it. And I, I I'm so annoyed that it's bubbling over and it just comes out. And like I just know that I sound like a nag, and I just can't stop it. It's like especially when I'm triggered, like by a mess or something. So yes, it's it's challenging. And actually, you're inspiring me to try to work on that. You know, because I I know exactly what makes me the most mad and when that happens. And there's always like a mess involved and. I just need to like get a hold of it because that's why I lash out. Right. I mean, I think that's what we're, what we're kind of all saying is like the difference between being unconsciously acting out and consciously acting out is that when you're conscious of why you're acting out, you can start to do the work. And I also think that figuring out what it is, that deep cut, figuring out what it is that's fueling that kind of communication if you deal with that it feels counterintuitive like if i deal with my own feelings of inadequacy i will cease having this uh, aggressive communication i just think that like you've got two widgets to work with i need to stop snapping at my person the, the, the man i love and i need mm -hmm. to figure out how i don't get that reactive in the first place i think you would be on your way yeah what the underlying like the underlying meaning of it all is 
All right. Well, I think you got your money's worth, honey. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, Natasha, I just want to say it helps to hear that you go through the same thing, too. Um, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I want to be just like her, the way she talks and like carries herself. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like, at least I see myself in the situation, too, with you. Um, oh, that's also- very cute. I would like to add that I've, I've tried to have him listen to this podcast because it's like just so good to hear. Um, and he says, I just don't like the way they talk to both of them. And I'm like, so. <laughs> all right, you know what? He does sound like a fucking asshole. Maybe you do right, need okay. to talk some more oh, shit to this I guy. Just, I have to share. Fuck this guy. Oh, look what he did. He drew me in with a compliment and then gave me. Yes. I'm so sorry. You're doing no, it now, you fucking cyber bully. <laughs> No, that wasn't me. That was my boyfriend. That was his words. Um, I love all of you guys. Mark, you're a like, personal hero. This is insane that you're on the call. Um, <laughs> and both of you, like, you're amazing. So thank you so much for, for bye giving Bye-bye. Good Thank luck, you. Freddie. Bye-bye. Why do you have to be rude at the end? I know. That was so funny. He, it, he's like, hey, I will work on that. But just before I go, <laughs> my boyfriend thinks you both sound like shit. Good night. <laughs> um, can we? That was so good. You guys really helped. That was very... That was very helpful. Well, this is you guys are clearly what it's like to be a couple who is engaged in the the work of getting better at communicating with each other. Yeah. We're it's, trying. It's so hard. I mean, this is like such a challenge. The the divorce rate after the pandemic must be crazy. <laughs> How is it like? It must be crazy. Yeah. You um, know, we we did get we we did get a little bit of a cheat thing because we were separated for eight months during the pandemic. Eight so months, we, four months. I thought it was eight months. No, oh. four months. It, it might like have felt eight. like eight. <laughs> it felt like. Wait, you can get a pandemic separation? Wait, wait, wait! Don't give her any <laughs> no, ideas. No, no, no. Charlie was in L.A. and I was at the Mercer, and it was like we just thought it was unsafe if he came back. And mm-hmm. the Mercer only allowed three. There were three of us living there, and they wouldn't allow anybody in. So he would have had to be quarantined. So we just decided that while it was like crazy lockdown, pandemic chaos that he would stay in LA and I'd stay in New York. And that's when there's like the curfew and all that stuff, like in LA, I mean, it was crazy. And the riots. Yeah. So, so we actually, I mean, that really crazy, you know. First four months. First four months, we were apart. So we would have killed I think each other. It, I think it helped. Well, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because it's I like, think- even the person you love, like even the person you love and you've decided to spend your life with, this isn't a normal amount of time to spend <laughs> even with that no. person. No. no. It's it's like, yeah. Another thing Fran said, too, that I keeps resonating. She was like, I've seen everything and there's never been anything where I'm like there. I've never seen this before. And like she said, except this pandemic. And it's like t- this is like so, you know, it's just such a significant time. And I think that like we haven't even begun processing it. The fallout hasn't happened. So anyway, I just think that, yes, it's we should be easy on ourselves because this is so hard interpersonally. We should call you guys back in four more months and you'll be like, we stopped going to therapy. We hate each other. This is fucking (laughs) awful. (laughs) That was a long time ago. Um, Well, we're going to start our couples therapy, so we'll see how it goes. We might try it, too. Roll the bones. I talked Osha into it. Well, I got all really fair and like everyone does shit wrong and they'll call you out, both of you out for your shit. And like, I mean, it's it's so nice. Like that feeling is like, I don't know. It just feels so great. Right. Yeah, we we haven't. I mean, we've we we have definitely got a lot out of it. Yeah. Well, I've been using it as leverage to get most because he always said he didn't want to do it. So I'd say, okay, well, if you want to if you want to take the baby on that walk that I don't feel comfortable with that, let's just you can do it. But let's go to couples therapy. And then he's like, okay, I won't I won't take the baby on the walk. (laughs) (laughs) So I was kind of using it to get what I wanted. But now I feel like, you know, kind of like what that last call was talking about. I can't really control my behavior anymore because I'm just feeling like you know, very cooped up. It's good. And it, uh, ours, for instance, is a good, you know, good mediator. Yeah. And also somebody we like to kind of talk with. So it, it really works. I mean, it's not it's not very typical that we have big conflicts by the time mm-hmm. we see her each week. But hopefully this is enough training and practice that should we have a conflict, we're both in the kind of swing of doing this. Yeah. Know? I love it. Well, maybe we'll take one more call yeah, and then you, we'll let you go. Is that for one more? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do. 
I'm always shocked how young everybody looks. <laughs> I'm just like, I know. <laughs> By the way, he said Parter. How did you know he was gay? Was it the red cowboy hat or the Madonna poster? The <laughs> I thought you broke the seal. I didn't know. No, I, I thought you know, he you intuited that. He had that. a Madonna poster. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, a huge Madonna poster and a red cowboy hat. <laughs> It all worked it was, out. My, my gaydar was told it, me. Was it, it was fair good. to assume? <laughs> well, let's see if our next caller's gay, because she lives in Con- <laughs> in Conway, Arkansas. So it'll be a whole different experience. Oh, uh, okay. K- Katie in Conway. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> Hi, Katie. We're here with uh, Mark Jacobs, Char De Francesco, and my beautiful husband, Moshe Kasher. Hi. How are you guys? Oh, good. How's, hey. how's Conway, good. Arkansas? Uh, pretty, pretty fields, pasture, you know, all the boring Arkansas things. But, America. Uh, yeah, got to love the South. You don't actually have no, to. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? Um, so, Katie, what's going on with you? Uh, how can we help you? Um, so, I have a boyfriend of like two and a half years. And when we first started dating, I was like, yeah, I absolutely never want to use my uterus. Like, if we have kids, they're not going to be from me. Um, And he's always been really cool with it. And then about a month ago, we were like having this conversation and he was just like joking like, um, oh, haha, when you're pregnant. And I was like, what? Um, And then he like revealed to me that he like always has wanted to have a biological child. And so, yeah, I don't know what to do. I guess I kind of want like advice. I'm kind of at the point where I feel like I'm never going to compromise that. Like I'm terrified to be pregnant. So, um, is your body or you don't have a kid? Um, kind of, I really don't like kids that much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, kids is like, do you say you're married to this person? No, we're not married. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a big decision and you know, kids like, they really, if you don't really want to have one, and I waited till I was in my 40s to have one, I, I just think you shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have one. Yeah, I don't want to have one either. So <laughs> I, um, I'm 24. Well, and also, I mean, I'm open to changing my mind, but I don't, I like want to change my mind based on me, not on like him influencing that, you know? Sure, that's fair. Also, Char, just to be fair, she's she's 24, but she's in, in Conway, Arkansas. That's grandparent age, so it's like yeah, a different. I mean, it's a different curve. Everyone <laughs> I graduated graduated with is married now, so yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and have kids already. So, um, what what do you what do you not like about kids? Uh, well, okay, I think I'm just afraid to like be pregnant. I don't want like, I don't want things inside of me like I I didn't even want to get like a, an IUT like I I don't I don't like the idea of like having a, a thing living inside of me you we know call it I mean? we call be fair yeah. we're, we're parents okay so I have some respect it's called a parasite <laughs> a parasite yeah. <laughs> um I would rather just like get like an emotionally damaged one like adopt them <laughs> <laughs> I, Natasha, um, your face right now is pregnant. <laughs> well, I'm. I just can't get past the two plants. Like, I. It's like so funny. <laughs> it because it feel. It seems like you like kind of put them like to just. It, it's just. It's very cute, but it's just like. And I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, but I do think that it seems like you're talking about a few different issues. You know, like you maybe you would want to be a mother one day. Uh, to a foster child and you know then you can even think that through and but you have to tell him that you know you're not interested just what you've been telling us you know that's really the only way and if he's one of these like uh, Conway Arkansas guys who wants to have a baby right now then he's gonna have to um, you know find a lot of money 
Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not even a problem that will be for, it would be like five years down the road if we wanted to get to have a kid. But um, I think like, I'm kind of deciding, should I like break up with him or should I kind of just wait it out and see if he realizes it's not that important to have a kid? What do you, what do you guys think? Any thoughts? Uh, go well, for it. I, I say nothing here. <laughs> It's well, tough. That's really up to her. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Like, if you can't talk to... Do you have to... any candidates lined up? I mean, is there anyone <laughs> interested in? No, you... we're in the middle of a pandemic. Are you kidding? No. Right. I, uh, I don't know. So what kind of communication do the two of you have? Like, how, how are you able to honestly talk about how you feel with him? And is he able to hear you? I mean, that's like the first step. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot and uh, we just kind of both come to like the conclusion that it's like it's really important for him to have biological children for some reason, which I don't really understand. And then uh, it's really important for me to like if I ever use my uterus, it's like my decision, you know. So um, we're kind of both of that, you know, like he can still have a biological kid without using your uterus, you know? Well, I said that I was like, we could totally do a surrogate. And he didn't like that idea. I mean, well, I'm, I'm with his, yeah. What was that, Mark? I said, I can't have it all his way. I mean, you're two people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Motion yeah. and I went, went back and forth on that. And it was very important to him to have a biological child. And, you know, I barely made it happen you know I, I had froze my eggs and then you know there was one left and it happened to work but I was really fine with adopting a kid or using someone else's egg if I had to and he did have I think it's like just the male ego honestly <laughs> it's disgusting <laughs> It could be a male ego thing, and I think I think that's right. Like, I mean, do you know any women who are named? Like, is there any any women who's like, what if I name my baby Natasha Junior? You guys would think I was like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, men just want to see themselves, like, you know, yes, yeah, reproduced it's over and over, and yeah, and so, and when we asked you if you were gay, you went like this. So, I mean, it sounds like. <laughs> You're kind of just like calling us to like this sounding board of like maybe you're ready to to you know move on a little like bit. Like with him? Do I what? You feel like you're settling being with him? Um, really I, him? I I really do love him. Yeah, I I've never felt this way about anyone before, and even the fact that I'm like still considering dating him after this like big conflict is kind of weird for me. So. Um, yeah, I feel like I do. I think that's why it's so hard because I realize like through this issue, I want to make it work even though like it's... I know what you should do. You should what? be You should be like really firm with him, like more firm than you've ever been and just be like, listen, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to want to carry a child. I don't know. And my timeline is this and I don't want to talk about it until then. And then see how he responds. Because also you don't want to get in the way of his destiny. You know, if he's like prepping you with this and it's really making you uncomfortable, you can even say that too. Like, it's just, this is out of my comfort zone. Zone. I don't want to do this yet, you know, and, and just see how he reacts because that might be the answer. Like if he really surprises you and is like, okay, I understand you're right. I want to learn more about, you know, other options, he also could then you can keep him. But if not, then, you know, maybe you guys will just gradually. Yeah, you could just go ahead and abort the relationship. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the thing that you have to do is say, I meant what I said. And he might surprise you by saying, I can't be with you. Like, that might be the result. It's not just, it, just like Mark was saying, he can't have every widget his way you know, I get this, this, and this. And also, you can't. Unfortunately, that's just the way relationships work. You might say, the truth is, my body is mine, and I don't want to have a kid ever, I don't think, and at least at least not for the foreseeable future. And his reaction might say, I need to be with somebody who's excited about doing that. And, like, that's the process of discovery. It's like you get to figure out what's important to him, what's important to you, and you don't, you don't I, I think Mark's right, like, you don't compromise 
obviously you don't compromise your own body for somebody else's desires and and vice versa. I think that's what has to happen is less of a fun conversation about like, he, 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 I might give you a baby, he, 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 you know, I don't really want that, ha, ha, ha. It's like more like, no, seriously, I meant what I said. It's not ever going to happen. It might not ever happen and then find out what's next. As women too, it's hard because, I mean, I, obviously men too, but I do feel that I'm always like, trying to adapt to like, you know, cause Moshe will be, you know, have all these ideas. And I do feel that I'm like, I kind of pride myself in being very flexible and open and adaptable. And, you know, I really want to have him be happy and, you know, and get his way. So sometimes I do things that I don't like the family I started for, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I, I, it's hard sometimes, you know, it's especially when like one person seems like, you know, they, they have this really firm idea in their head. You want to make them happy. Mark Char, have you guys uh, ever talked about having kids or is that just a no bueno? That's Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> and therapy. Before, but, but no, it actually, it came up, but like three minutes before our, our therapy session was about to end. And mm. I was like, thank God. Like I really was not into having an hour long discussion, but Charlie can talk to you about it. I, I'm, I'm not so excited about the notion. Of I feel like there's no rush. Like I, there's no, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If not, if not, there's no, I mean, we're guys, you know what I mean? Like we're, you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of time, like there's no rush. And you're 24, Even, Katie, you're, you're it's a, like, yeah. there's no rush for you either. Yeah, exactly. I, well, hopefully never, but um, maybe never. Maybe maybe this is truly who you are and you always know, will be. You know, Katie, I had. Oh, sorry, I keep doing this. I keep looking <laughs> off and not into the camera. But Katie, I had uh, one of my very closest friends. His name was Eric uh, Fourlines, or Easy Rider was his nickname. He was my gym. He was my trainer at the gym, and he had an ac- absolute phobia about pregnant women. Like if he saw. A working on the street. Well, he had major anxiety panics. Like he physically could not deal with the sight of a pregnant woman. And he got married and his, the woman he married, she's lovely. And she kept saying, I want children someday. I want children someday. I want children. And he kept saying, forget it. I'm the wrong guy. I'm the wrong guy. I'm the wrong guy. And now he's got a daughter who his like entire world revolves around. So he got past his fear and his phobia. And now he's the happiest father. I mean, I know. Like he, he just loves his daughter and, and, and he clearly dealt with the fact that his wife was actually pregnant, but I'm not saying that that's, that's always the way it is. But, um, but I know people who swore that they would never have children and people who swore they would never let their wife be pregnant and, um, only to find out that, that, you know, never is never say never. Yeah. There is a bit of good news for, for everybody. If you go there. It's possible to hate children and then meet your kid and be like, oh, God, there is an exception. And it doesn't really change, to be honest. Like I, both Natasha and I despise kids and we still do. <laughs> but we really like our kid. She's really cool. You think? I really like when someone sends me a baby picture. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about your newborn. I just. Is she is she good on the ukulele yet? Yeah, <laughs> good question. She, I think she really is has talent. <laughs> she ready Musical talent. She, she's very drawn to it, she and it always sounds gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Katie, good luck. Okay, to you. Katie. Well, good luck. And you know what? Wait, one more question, Mark. How old was your friend when he had the baby? How old was Easy Rider when he settled down into Papa <laughs> Easy? Easy Rider was probably young thirties. Young thirties. Okay. So, okay. So I think you have a good decade, huh? Yeah, you you got time to think yeah. about it. So I'm hearing I should give him more of a chance rather than just like cut it off. <laughs> you you wanted really? to hear it. I guess you got that out of it then. Yeah. I, well, interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. That's what you heard. <laughs> Not something anyone said. <laughs> I've been really working on this for a while. I can't. Oh, but that's it. That is interesting information. That's what you wanted to hear is give him more of a chance. And so that's what you want to do. So that's what you should do. Tell him the truth. Well, to be honest, I kind of thought you were going to tell me to just break up with him. No, you got, no. you have one more conversation. Well, for if sure. I told you to jump off a bridge. Would you do it? Don't, don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so, I don't know. 
No, but I think that, you know, being being very clear with him, because what just think about it one year down the road. Do you want to be pregnant? No, that's what he wants. But who knows? At 24, I didn't know what I wanted at 25, even, you know? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to have a like he doesn't want me to be pregnant until like we're 30. But I just that's think so, that's so far away. <laughs> I think you need to have another conversation with him that isn't. It's not fun or funny. It's serious and real. It's like this is who I am, yeah. and if the and see what happens. We don't know if you should give him another, if you should break it off or not. You should just have another conversation. That's I think what we think. I can do that. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Okay. Bye. 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 You guys were so helpful. That was so great. You're so good at this. That was so fun. So much fun. Good. I'm so um, glad to have you too. When do we get to hang out? When do we get to hang out? When are you guys getting vaccinated? And what are your thoughts on the vaccination? Oh, we're hardcore anti-vaxxers. Are you? <laughs> no, no we're not. not. Mark. <laughs> no, I am, like... and I forced Natasha to be as well. <laughs> so no, we're get. I'm get. I'm trying to find a way in. We I'm want, trying to find a, a gonna, hustle. We're gonna try well, to. You know what you do is um. So all the hospitals, a lot of the hospitals in California right now, because they're getting sent so many vaccinations. And uh, they have 12 hours to administer the vaccination after they, like, take it off ice. Right. Char, so you sound like enough. you have the confidence of someone who's been vaccinated. <laughs> no, no, I don't, he just, but his my roommate. roommate, my roommate in L.A. got vaccinated, and so I know. So um, if they don't, if not enough nurses sign up to get vaccinated, they just take people off the wait list. Yeah, so people are doing that. They're, like, doing, like, um, Grateful Dead ticket lines you know or like waiting for new jordans lines they just sort of like wait for hours and hours and try and hustle their way we also heard that oh yeah tell us what you guys think of this you can go volunteer for one day at like dodger stadium at the vaccine place and then you get vaccinated but you don't know where your shift's gonna be yeah you might have to be in the in the throngs of the uh, unvaccinated masses so we're thinking about doing that too I've got a hazmat suit. I but mean, it's outside. Well, that's what I thought. What if you bought one of those $1,000, uh, um, those little... Space helmets. Yeah, the space helmets. Uh, and then you went and like showed people where to sit for eight hours. I mean, yeah. I know you guys aren't going to do that. No. I'm going to I'm gonna wait till my doctor says it's time and I'm going to then go in. But I'm not... I'm definitely... I'm definitely doing it. I'm just, just going to wait till I have an actual appointment. I can't get that thing fast enough. I'm so ready. My parents got it, and I'm like, that's the biggest oh, really? relief in the world. Yeah. So, well, yeah. hopefully we'll see you guys in New York. Uh, yes. we'll, I want to go there the second we can. I miss New York. That is, I For some reason, New York has this kind of like paradigmatic, like you can't go there. It's calling me more than any other place for some reason. Because it's so urban, and it's so... What's it? Yeah, not the same. Yeah, it's sad. It's like we're not even in the city. It's so it's so different. But but watching Fran and her take on how New York has changed and dealing with it or living with the change and how it is or what is, I think was really helpful. Did you finish the series, by the way? Uh huh. You did. OK, but there, she didn't talk about being in the pandemic. No, but I mean, she's still in the city and she won't leave the city. I mean, she's right. she's does talk in the series about how New York has changed over the years. And it's like, you know, when she talks about Times Square and those horrible chairs they put out there. Oh, sorry, the horrible chairs that they put outside (laughs) and then they're not there. You know, it's just like New York is constantly changing, but it's Mm -hmm. still New York. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there again soon. I miss Broadway. All the theaters theaters are dark. Who knows when they'll ever not? I mean, who knows? Can you imagine a less appealing thing in the pandemic than a broadway show <laughs> just like this close to a person who's laughing and crying and snotting and sneeze it's just like uh, it just sounds so disturbing yeah or or what about being the people on stage to like 10 people yeah <laughs> you know oh, when you're just yeah. <laughs> i know I just know. like a socially distant spaced out like gigantic broadway production for a, a crowd of 30 everything's depressing yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there'll be more outdoor living yeah amen oh yeah shakespeare in the park that's what we'll meet you at shakespeare in the park <laughs> um right. okay well thank you guys so much for doing this we love you thank and you. we can't wait to see you again okay. nice to meet you guys thank and thank you, you for for thinking my ponytail was okay. Okay. Bye. I, think you look, I think you look great. Thank you. You guys do. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Well, they are very sweet, and they clearly love you. We have that in common. Oh, that's nice. I mean, also, it's like, I just love the idea of people who are actively working on themselves. That's totally. what I always am trying to do, and I think that just being aware of of your behavior is such a great first step, and it doesn't matter what what realm you're talking about you know I totally agree and like there's so many couples and so many people i wish i'd said this to them when they were on but there's so many couples and so many people in the world that are living you know what do they call an unexamined life you know mm-hmm. where it's just like your whole modality in your relationship and in your life is just fueled by dysfunction you're not even able to like our first caller like you know, the the positive thing is at least that guy's aware of his communication problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people that are just living in this kind of fuel of, like, I live like this, so I live like this. And I never stop and go, why do I live like this? Like, to me, the difference between the unexamined life and the examined one is, like, so gigantic uh, that I'm, uh, they were very, it was, you're right, it was very te- uh, obvious and telling that the two of them are like engaged in the work of becoming better and like i want to be that with you and i want to be that with myself that's what i was gonna say yeah it's like conscious living yeah and conscious uncoupling is that what they call it no i'm just kidding oh no <laughs> conscious coupling uh, conscious coupling. you can't uncouple for me i would throw myself off of a redwood tree oh that's so sweet you honey. know why right why because i love you i love you too 